Hello everyone, Jack here from rheumatology.physio and today I'm going to read you the osteoporosis and exercise blog that I've just posted. Uh, so I'm going to try and do these uh, in multi-audio and visual so um, everybody's got an option to have their preferred method of delivery. So you can read it on my website by going to rheumatology.physio or you can watch it on YouTube or on the same page or you can find it on my podcast feed so you can listen to it in the car. So today's blog is entitled Osteoporosis and Exercise. I usually stick to recognition and referral when it comes to CPD topics slash blogs slash ramblings, but I think it's a good thing in this case for me to branch out a little and discuss some specifics of exercise for osteoporosis. I speak to a lot of physios and one emergent theme seems to be a lack of confidence in this area and likely underdosing. Before we crack on, I suggest you've read my Introduction to Osteoporosis or listen to my audiobook recording, which you can find again on my website. Once you're happy with what we're dealing with, let's crack on. As usual, feedback is greatly appreciated and any further reading from me, please send it my way. Please remember, this blog is not a replacement for clinical reasoning and if you are unsure, get advice. Introduction. I don't think I need to sell exercise to anybody with regards to osteoporosis. There is also a good consensus statement available, which you can find again on my website, or a summary of it as well, which will give you good guidance into what to do with osteoporotic patients. These documents will also give you plenty of evidence to convince you if you aren't already. I do think we need to deal with some specifics though, as clearly not all patients are the same, or the docs above would have had a lovely little exercise program you could just hand to everybody on a piece of paper. We need to make sure in this particular population we are safe, we don't want to increase the risk of fracture when we are trying to avoid it, and we load them sufficiently to create the change we want to see. Remember, osteoporosis is symptomless until a fracture occurs, and even some of these don't present with symptoms. So what specifics? The consensus statements that we can read tell us that we should be aiming for strong, steady, straight with our osteoporotic humans. I am unconvinced by the straight part, and as a result will form a separate blog on this in its entirety. This in my mind is logical. Stronger bones and muscles coupled with a lower likelihood of falling over will reduce the risk of fracture. So strength and loading exercises and balance exercises are the order of the day. Really, it's not much more complex than that. Think about odd populations though. Clearly the largest population is the elderly. Normative lowering of bone mass density as we age, plus a more sedentary lifestyle, plus the likelihood of comorbid conditions is a combination of factors that significantly increase risk. Simple loading and balance work will be sufficient for many in this population. But what about low bone mass density caused by other things? Cancer, steroids, relative energy deficiency in sport, these are likely to occur in a younger population who are stronger and more active. Simple loading and balance work will be too easy for these people and not induce any change, especially in the Red S co cohort who may actually require more nutritional input than loading. Finally, where are we loading? Consider the locations most likely to fracture. Spinal fractures, thoracic and lumbar are most common, but wrist is next and that still needs loading to create bone change. Variations on a theme. Here is my go-to programme. These are adapted to the individual in front of me and I'll leave you to use your brains to manage this for yourselves. I think I'll do a video demonstrating various levels and reasoning processes in the near future so you can visualise it as well. Strong. Squat and or deadlift variation, low back and hips is loaded. A row variation, e.g. bent over row, mid back and arms. A push variation, e.g. push up or push press, upper back and wrists and arms. 
steady. Some kind of balance challenge. Make it fun. Load. These exercises need to be loaded sufficiently to cause adaptation. Think about the person's day-to-day -day tasks and what they can do comfortably. If you pitch at this level, it's going to be way too easy. Grade the programme to begin with, especially in novices. Activity, in inverted commas, is fine, but there has to be a loaded component to the mentioned areas of the body, so walking is going to do nothing for the wrists. By all means, load their activities, weighted rucksacks and so on. End. I hope this has been useful. Mostly I hope it's reassuring that actually this is relatively easy if you consider the individual. I'm going to produce some more resources on this subject, so please keep an eye out for those. Get me any feedback you might have so I can grow and improve, and I'll see you next time.